Hi, everybody. I just dabbed. He just dabbed. I know you couldn't see it, but I just dabbed. Um, oh, goodbye, listener. A... Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to another episode of Pat and John on their best behavior. I'm Pat. And I'm John, and I did not just dab. Um, yeah, John's normal. Um, or a normie. Yes. <laughs> um, and today we have a super, 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 super special <laughs> guest. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. She's talented. Mm-hmm. She's smart. Mm-hmm. She went to this high school that doesn't actually exist. <laughs> she, she concocted this incredible story that it's in the United Nations. <laughs> but listen, John and I are both from, well, John's from New Hampshire. Don't know what, what it's like there. No, I'm yeah. from the Midwest. You know, freshman year when I sat ne- down next to this girl in intro to theater, I had no idea what the United Nations was. Right. I didn't know there was that was the name of a high school. And I and I did, but um, I thought it was something that shouldn't exist back then. <laughs> right, right, right. He thought it was part of the globalist cabal. Right. Um, right. We have the lovely and very environmentally conscious mm-hmm. Lily donahue hi lily welcome lily hi thanks for what i also did not dab want to clear the air on that um thank you which is very off-brand for you you know i'm I'm constantly dabbing um yeah uh in all senses of the word um yes yeah thank you for that um rousing introduction (laughs) i'll never now lily Hmm? oh sorry oh sorry sorry no no please sorry (laughs) Can you describe to the audience what's on my face right now? So, well, okay, so Patrick has some facial hair that is, I think, pretty apt for the uh, topic at hand. I'm assuming it was uh, intentionally grown. So it, um, I'm not sure, that's not a, it just is a, like, it's a little mustache. Is it a Fu Manchu? Is that technically it's a Fu Manchu? A Fu Manchu. Oh, yeah. is that yeah. the actual term? And then it kind of goes yeah. down and then around, like a little mm-hmm. like circle goatee mm-hmm. situation. But it doesn't connect. Yeah. The bottom The bottom doesn't connect. Yeah, the bottom, yeah. Oh, I, I couldn't tell at the bottom. Okay, yeah, no connection. I actually didn't do that because I know my dad doesn't like goatees. Hmm. And I still see him every day, so I spared him. Yeah, be respectful. Connecting. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's your rent. Um, your rent is your is your facial hair uh, choices. <laughs> right. But but thank you, Lily. You did our jobs by that nice little uh, transition yeah. there. Ah, good. I'm here to help. Excellent. That was a magnifique. Um, <laughs> we're, we're here today to talk about uh, young Daniel Day-Lewis. N- yeah, 90s. 90s Daniel Day-Lewis. 90s Daniel Day-Lewis. Because yeah. if you know anything about John and I, it's that culture stopped after 1999. Yeah, it's um, Lily, um, just very quickly, what were some of the movies that Daniel Day-Lewis did in the 90s, the kind of projects, the kind of characters he did, juxtaposed with, let's call it, like his Oscar run of the 2000s and 2010s? You wanted me to talk about my favorite of the 90s? No, just like general like juxtaposition stuff. Yeah, because, you know because I mean? you, you, you prefer, you, you sent us some movies from the 90s. And yeah. you, you seem, you, I think you've said that you prefer like that era, I guess, of yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis. I think I do, but I don't actually know why. I'll start off by saying that like Daniel Day-Lewis is virtuosic in every film that he's in. Yes. and. What does virtuosic mean? Daniel Day-Lewis is I'm just masterful, <laughs> dab, in every film that he's in. 
But something about, and you know, on a really superficial level, um, I honestly think my like affinity for his 90s movies is just because I find him like exceedingly <laughs> good looking. I do actually think deep down that's a lot of it. But hey, sure. own it. Yeah. So, and I think a lot of, I feel like a lot of his really accessible movies, actually, I'm going to take that back. I was going to say a lot of his accessible movies came from the 90s, but I think I'm only thinking of Last of the Mohicans, which was probably his biggest mm. blockbuster. But he just had, you know, he had that long, like kind of flowing hair, mm -hmm. which really did mm -hmm. something for me back in the day. And hey, still does. Sure. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And yeah, he kind of ushered in like a whole appreciation of acting for me in the '90s. Yes, which we'll we'll talk about in a second. But I, I know I think you're I think you're right with that. Like I think he hadn't quite like stepped into like the art house I don't know persona that he came to have like in the 2000s and the 2010s. Like yeah. even though they're not like blockbuster hits, like so the ones that we were assigned to watch were um, in the name of the father, the boxer. And we kind of stumbled into watching Age of Innocence, and we rewatched Last of the Mohicans for this. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I feel like all of those, like they don't, even though there was like some method actory, act, method actory uh, things going on in there, like I don't know, they just don't have like that intensity, and like they're not cited by like a bunch of film snobs as like their favorite movies in the way that like There Will Be Blood or Phantom Thread or I guess Gangs of New York are. Yeah, I feel like he was still kind of. I mean, definitely Daniel Day-Lewis was getting very famous in the 90s, but it felt like he was still crafting that brand or the yes. like outside film world mm. hadn't kind of pegged him as this like crazy Daniel Day-Lewis. Like he skins right. a rabbit and he builds yeah. a house right. for his What's roles. he going to do next? Yeah. yeah. And there wasn't that whole culture around, or at least it wasn't so strong, especially I think because yeah. he was working in the 90s more consistently before yeah. he started yeah, taking these huge breaks. Yeah, a lot less time breaks. between movies. Yeah, yeah so we didn't true. have yeah. as much time to, like, make, like, mythologize him. Right. Yeah. Right. So let's go back to the beginning for you, and, and let's talk about how a uh, a red-headed Jersey gal... Were, are you, were you oh a Jersey God, gal at that point? Oh, my God, take that. I was... A, how dare you? You were in New York. walk off this Sorry, podcast. We, I'm you're a, currently I'm, in Jersey. I'm currently... With family in Jersey, for all okay. the listeners, and apparently for my friend John LeMay, I am a born and bred New Yorker. I have to put that out here for possibility. Sorry, I thought I I, I knew Whatever, that you lived John. in New York at some point and moved to Jersey, but okay. So how no. does a redheaded New Yorker hmm. find her way into the filmography of a British slash Irish uh, method actor? In the 1990s. This guy, the way he said British slash slash Irish, that there was a little bit of condescension. No, there's no, there's no condescension. Was, I, was I, I the only one who picked the, up on the, that? The condescension is with someone who would, like, balk at either of those characterizations. You'd be like, oh, actually, he's, like, technically, he's, like, was born to a really famous <laughs> Irish poet. Uh, or technically, you know, Pat. I'm, 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 talking, I'm talking about Pat. That's, that's who I'm balking at in this moment. Um, <laughs> Somewhat, yeah, who for somehow, even though he's in Pittsburgh right now, would like, his head would pop out of my drawer also <laughs> and like would shout this at me. So that's, that's, all of this is done aware of that voice in my head slash in my drawer. So yeah. Anyway, all I have to say is how do you find your way into Daniel Day-Lewis? Uh, yeah. And, and what does he mean to you as a result of that? Um, Daniel Day-Lewis means a good deal to me. Um, and I say that 
in a joking tone of voice, but I mean it with every, like, cell of my body. Um, We get it. Sincerity is scary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Probably I was introduced to Daniel Day-Lewis. My dad is a huge film buff, like, incredibly Mm -hmm. well-versed. Like, could probably be on this podcast and hold his own. Sure. Um, well, my job, my I, I, you know, I have really good job security, so you can tell him to. Back <laughs> off. All right, I'll make a note. Um, but we watched so many movies that I think I don't want to be like that. Other people weren't watching. That's not true. But I think that. But that's what you meant. But it is what I meant. Um, yeah. And that maybe like podcast is all about. <laughs> that people like little girls my age probably weren't watching The Boxer when they were ten probably like you know yeah but um yeah i feel like i was my dad probably introduced me to a lot of the like jim sheridan daniel day lewis Mm -hmm. collaboration john Um, jim sheridan (laughs) is uh, (laughs) jim jim belushi is that jim belushi yes exactly those collaborations it's his his irish cousin (laughs) okay all right um and so that kind of supplemented my initial introduction to him which was through Mm. last of the mohicans of course um because that shit played on like every (laughs) channel at 8 p.m right (laughs) so yeah yeah last of the mohicans was it was a tnt movie god bless you you remember the channel tnt i I, I know it well tnt you guys familiar with Um, the channel i didn't have cable growing up i was a pbs kid so sorry and better for (laughs) it john it John, it wasn't yeah. on the Christian Kids Network. No, it wasn't. So. Yeah, it also wasn't on Sky Angel, which was the Christian cable company that my family subscribed to uh, at Damn, some point. Oh, okay, okay. I did. Um, yeah, so Last of the Mohicans, which I kind of as a movie probably had a pretty big impact on me, mm-hmm. I think, for many reasons, but, um, but certainly it, because it was the first movie that i really paid attention to him in at least if not the first movie that i saw him in right right Mm -hmm. Mm. so then fast forwarding to like to now what what does he mean to you apart from like being a nostalgic figure right because like that can only go so far in a lot of ways and like you obviously like you studied acting in college like all of (laughs) us did did. Uh, i went to i barely um... qualify for that (laughs) i trained in russia right Um... right uh, so you so you actually do like you do I imagine you probably come at it from like someone who both loves art but also you know is an artistic person and is a performer as well. So I'm curious about like you know what, what the... you two have in common. You both do accent work. Huh. Lily and Daniel Day Lewis have done accent work yeah. and are very good Lily, at it. Yeah, I don't know Thank if the you. audience knows this, but Lily played um, Russian. Mm-hmm. And then she played, true to her, it was called typecasting, she played an <laughs> Irish woman. I did. I yes, did. and, and to, to, to also be sincere and accurate and probably say something that is Lily doesn't want to hear, to like actual acclaim in our theater department. Oh. Well, in both yeah, roles like, and, and for like, those like reasons. Sh- yeah, like shut it down. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Thank yeah, you. Pack it up. How nice. Um, yeah, I think... Um, I think I probably have bought a little bit into the whole mythology of Daniel Day-Lewis, but I think it's because it's kind of deserved. I feel like he probably Mm. hates it 
and not right. in a way that like disingenuous celebrity like nah, I'm normal like I feel like Daniel right. Davis actually probably does hate this whole culture that we built around him but he yeah. out of any actor that I at least am aware of um is probably just the most he has like his work ethic I find to be unparalleled yeah. and he I mean it's a shame because he's such a chameleon that said like I think you're always kind because he's so amazing you always are aware that you're watching Daniel Day-Lewis or at least I am yeah. um mm-hmm. I find like other actors who can be equally chameleonic and I'm not like Naomi Harris I think like I never like mm-hmm. she is amazing and I'm always like oh my god that's Naomi Harris like I won't recognize her but Daniel Day-Lewis, mm. I'm always aware that I'm watching him, but it still doesn't really negatively affect his performances for me. It just feels yeah. like you're watching some, like, master craftsman, which right. is or, enjoyable. Or negatively affect your ability to, like, appreciate. Because, like, you know, Pat and I are coming at this as two uh, straight dudes with a film podcast. Uh, <laughs> and you do not fit that bill. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's easy... I am always aware of like the movies that I like or the actors that I like that kind of fit into that like film bros or like, Oh, of course you like mm. that kind of movie. Um, and I feel like you probably see that and probably balk at that to some degree uh, with certain people, but like yeah. Daniel Day Lewis is able to surpass that or sort of overcome that because it does actually feel deserved and doesn't feel like it's, you know, sort of like that eye roll kind of like, Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, like your method acting, like... like who isn't. Yeah. And I think, Absolutely, I totally agree. I think also because, look, Daniel Day-Lewis did not invent method acting, but for the, like, layman viewer or for people who are just, like, going to watch these movies, he did invent it. Like, he is the person who really brought method acting, I feel like, to a more renowned place. Well, I also think he was was bringing that in the late 80s, early 90s, Mm -hmm. when a lot of that stuff had gone out of favor. Yeah. When a lot of when a lot of uh, the kind of De Niro thing had felt played out, like Raging Bull was in the '80s, and then he had like some hits and misses, and then you know Pacino had kind of become both Pacino and I think De Niro had kind of become car- like caricatures of themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that they didn't put great performances out like during right, that right. time, but mm-hmm. I think people had kind of like kind of gotten okay, like we like, get it, you know, Enough. we get yeah. it. Um, and I think also, and this is like a, a conversation that happens a lot about American actors versus British actors. I also think that he was coming at, coming at acting, not only with like animal magnetism, but with like some serious training. Yeah. Some serious training. And I think it was like, at, at this time, especially in American film culture, like the stars were just kind of like, you know, your typical, like hunks and, and cuties but like had no patrick real Stanley. kind of like yeah like like patrick well i have i mean i have chops <laughs> sure sure I, i've booked voiceovers so <laughs> right. um but yeah it was like a real kind of like kick in the pants for like american acting especially like in yeah. the early 90s yeah. um thanks professor uh oh <laughs> that's in graduate school <laughs> no that is uh, that is absolutely true I no really i mean the, the history of, a, of of like american like if you want to call it like performance in film is is pretty interesting because like 
in the 80s, it, it when the studios took back the power from the directors, they're like, okay, we want this kind of, we just want faces yeah. and charisma yeah. and cuteness. Not that that wasn't the past 50 years as well. Sure. So I feel like when he came, when he landed in America with like, Name of the Father and My Left Foot. People mm-hmm. were really kind of like, people were yeah. like, okay, well, you're, you're beautiful, but like you can also like, you know, do Hamlet. Right, right. Ain't that the well, dream for, for a time? <laughs> you can <laughs> yeah. do it for a time. <laughs> uh, we'll talk more about that later. Um, oh, sorry. No, no, no. Uh, it's it's that's absolutely true. Um, so was that bad? Was that boring? I'm sorry. No, it wasn't boring. No, no I was I was being a dick. I was being a dick. <laughs> I just saw my opportunity and I, you know, like a piranha. Uh, just, Snuck in. Just, yeah, smelt that blood. Yeah, as is my as is my tendency. Um, so, but let's, uh, so for Pat and I, I think that we also, I'd imagine, also got into Daniel Day-Lewis with Last of the Mohicans around that time. Yeah. Is, that, is that accurate? Yeah. So do you remember totally. watching it for the first time, Pat, and sort of what that was like for you? It was on all the time at my house. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my... <laughs> My mom is really into the French and Indian War, which sure. uh, is a, a very important battle in a war in American history. Because uh, if not for the French and Indian War, we'd all be speaking French. But that might be that's a bit uh, dream. Uh, sorry. <laughs> that's, that is Lily's I, dream. I um, am French, and that is a, a nightmare to me. So um, he does like Godard, though, so. Yeah, that's right. I just yeah. want the audience to know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, pl- please rate and review the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was on all the time, and um, I-, I I like the same the things in Last of the Mohicans. I like the same things in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a good swashbuckling adventure. There's also some uh, nice like so axe kind of work like, in that movie, like nice uh, axe hand to hand combat. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the kind of like actiness, actorness of he that didn't set in until I saw There Will Be Blood. Right. But even then, because I, I was a freshman in high school, and if you think I have no sophistication now, <laughs> you should have seen me when I was 15 years old. Um, yeah, you should see the guitar that is currently sitting in his basement, the flying V. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a <laughs> warlock. Oh, the warlock. It's a warlock. Guitar. It's the a listener, BC Rich please, warlock. I beg of you, stop what you're doing right now. Pause this podcast. Google warlock guitar. That's all BC you need to Rich know. BC Rich warlock. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, um, and then also like when I, when I started studying acting at Skidmore, um, I like did a lot of research on him cause I was really interested and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I think the, th- well, okay, that's it. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to save it. Okay. All right. Yeah. You got to save a little for the, for the end too. Um, yeah. So for me, it was this, yeah, kind of the same thing. Like I love Last of the Mohicans. It was also, I saw it around the time that I started, that I saw Lord of the Rings, even though they came out like 10 or like nine, nine or eight years apart. Um, and it was also, I don't think it was my first, but it was one of my first R rated movies. Oh. oh, it was definitely my first. Yeah, because my first, like yeah. we, my family, like we didn't, we weren't into like movies that had like a ton of swearing or sex. And I guess like, most people aren't showing that kind of stuff to like their eight-year-old children, but still, like that just didn't happen at all. Um, so it was like Gladiator and Less of the Mohicans, like back to back, that I saw. So because there wasn't any like any sexy stuff or any like swearing in it, really. It was just like no. kind of gory, but not even yeah. all that gory. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so it kind of like had like that cool aspect of it of like wow i'm, I'm watching an r-rated movie and <laughs> obviously the soundtrack mm. was incredible oh, and like amazing. the soundtrack was yeah. the, the 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 main theme was used in like a bible skit that my church did on like missions trips to like guatemala and jamaica oh my i would oh pay my. Uh, so much money to watch that video yeah. right now just to be clear Please. i wasn't in it uh oh. but it was it was happening yeah sorry i was too young i didn't i didn't have the but act- you were probably I had still affected oh i was so affected by it oh my god yeah. like how you, you you like you can put that soundtrack over like someone reading the phone book yeah you or really can. like like and you know it's gonna move you when i was watching the movie the other day and i was i was flat on my back i the the theme came on during mm-hmm. their their passionate scene at the fort while it's under siege <laughs> yes and i was like okay i i can't be prone for this i need right. to be yeah. on my two feet for this uh right 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 this right. rip roaring good time right um and then like you pat i saw there will be blood in theaters with like my friend craig dyer who was like cooler than i was and like we also like i went to his house and he showed me like easy rider and like a clockwork orange so like was a formative <laughs> person to like introducing me to like that kind of stuff and we saw it together yeah. and i totally didn't get it like i thought it was kind of boring but also was like struck by a lot of aspects of it so i like subconsciously i think knew that this was like a good movie mm. and like was mm. good acting even though i found it to be like a little boring and was just confused by yeah. it. i i i think um I, it's like when i was 15 i'm sure i went hey why doesn't this guy just talk it's been 30 right. minutes right we get it <laughs> right. you fell down the ditch yeah yeah absolutely do yes lily what, what what was your i i yeah you we're, we're all did you see there will be blood like that same time that kind of like early high, high school yeah. thing or so yeah i kept this from the two of you on our other talks that we've had and this is my biggest yeah. dirty little secret dirty big oh, no. secret okay that I okay. like can feel my skin shrinking to tell. Okay. I have never seen me Daniel Day Lewis's like no wife. No, I have never seen there will be blood, and the reason why I like I can't believe you should see I. <laughs> I hate that podcasts are not a visual medium because you can't see the faces that I'm being presented with, but the That's reason okay. why... That's okay, Lily. I, I, I didn't recycle a can the other week. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why is because I have seen, like, except for maybe that one weird, like, stars and bars, he did some movie that probably shouldn't have been made oh, in, like, the 80s. Nine, I have seen... Nine. Every other Daniel Day-Lewis film, and now mm-hmm. that he is retired... It is like I am holding on to There Will Be Blood because it's the last, for me, new mm. Daniel Day-Lewis movie I'm ever going to see. Wow. Wow. Which wow. actually is ludicrous and doesn't make any sense as yeah. a reason, but No, because you're a film person, too. Yeah. So it's not even just the DDL thing. It's like, yeah. this is one of the best... I know. I know. Not, uh, this is not a hot take, but it's one of the best <laughs> movies of the past 20 years. I know. Yeah, I'm sorry that I bold-faced lied to the both of you when we uh, talked about this before, but it was deep. I think we can all agree Pat and it's I have, deeply we, we, shameful. Pat and I have both been lied to by beautiful women before, so oh, it's, well. it's fine. <laughs> Glad to continue this is that worse, tradition. Though. This I hurts know. worse than all of them. I know, yeah, Patrick. It hurts me too. <laughs> it's like, Lily, I kind of want to burn down a forest now because of what you just said. 
I want to uh, go to my parents' composting bin. The government's doing that for you. Don't worry. And knock it over. Yeah. Oh my That's fine. God. Knock okay, it over. Okay, well, <sighs> all right, we need to we need to move on quickly. Yeah, I know. Okay, so I'm, let's, let's, I'm let's deteriorating. Let's talk about an underrated banger, which I saw for the first time, thanks to uh, the homework for this podcast, mm-hmm. In the Name of the Father. Mm. Great movie. So good. Great movie. Um, so just bro- broadly speaking, it's about a, uh, it takes place during the Troubles of Ireland, uh, Wikipedia it, uh, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, essentially Daniel Day-Lewis plays like a young man who gets sentenced to a life in prison along with his father for a crime he didn't commit uh, for being like connected with the IR, IRA, 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 IRA. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's different from the IRS, John. (laughs) It's different from the IRS. I I think both are evil. So um, (laughs) it's all the same to me. Uh, Yeah. And and his father gets thrown in there as, as well. And so it's kind of just about them being in prison together. And it's a true Mm -hmm. story. Yes. Yeah. Which Pat Pat liked it in spite of that. <laughs> <laughs> I um, he uh, so this is kind of this is like one of the first times in my little research where he has like one of his like methody stories, mm-hmm. and that he he insisted on being in solitary confinement uh, for a few days to get into because you know the character is. You know, the character's in prison and spends some time in solitary. And, you know, the the movie's really, really powerful. Yeah. Uh, He starts out as, like, a real real punkish rogue. Yeah. And he really grows and, you know, basically becomes a man in prison. Yeah. Um... And I think he's he's so so beautifully vulnerable in the film in in ways that I found very unexpected. Um, yeah, yeah, no, and the the father son relationship is really. I mean, he is incredible oh. in it, but the father is also remarkable in it, oh. and they, their their dynamic is heartbreaking and complicated. And they they have moments where they are really butting heads, but also there's this tenderness, and they're reflecting on you know interactions they had, like when Daniel Day Lewis's character was a child and. Yeah, it's just it's really remarkable, and yeah, to echo what Pat said about just charting that that growth and the way in which like prison has changed him and like made him into someone who cares about what matters. Um, mm. in you know going from a you know whatever early twenty year old who was stealing from prostitutes, which you know who among us, <laughs> uh, uh, to yeah someone who, like really not over. Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, yeah, to like someone who cares about justice and kind of cares about like the ethics of the matter and and clearing his name, but also his father's name is uh, definitely very compelling. Yeah. Also came out the year I was born. Are you a ninety three kid? Ninety three. Yeah. Okay. Pat is not because he's you know. He's an old a man. Boomer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm actually yeah, so ninety seven, and I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm the oldest podcaster of all time. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but no, I, I, it's an incredible movie, and I was also had not been exposed to it uh, before being assigned this. So thank you, Lily. Oh, I'm, I'm hoping this makes up a little bit for my past uh, failures that we're not going to mention anymore. Sure, but yeah. um, <laughs> I was really planning on taking that with me to the grave, but whatever, it came out. We appreciate your vulnerability. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think also, like, I know Pat you talking about these crazy stories that have come out of um of that movie 
And I know, I mean, who knows if any of this is true, but I definitely read that, you know, he made, mm. like, crew members, like, splash, um, like, freezing cold water on him while he was in these, in solitary confinement. Um, right. I mean, the entire film is just, I don't know a lot about Jerry Conlon. I know some about the Troubles, but um, the whole film seems, I think, to be pretty respectfully and like pretty deftly made i think they filmed it in filmanum jail as well Mm. which is kind of amazing um i went there i was in dublin a year ago and i went to kilmanum and it was very cool to see Mm. um it's like not what you should be taking away from (laughs) kilmanum jail that like oh they called last the mohican or uh in the name of the father here but right um, right yeah, it was cool to walk those well, hallowed Lily, halls. Well, Lily, when I was in when I, I was in Dublin too, <laughs> and when I was walking through Trinity College, I looked around and I said, "Oh, they probably care about grades here," and then I promptly <laughs> left. Right. <laughs> exactly the same. Yes. Lily, John has never been to Europe, but I think he would. Oh, I, I know it sounds like I'm starting poorly. Sorry, yeah. no, poorly. it does. I think. Dublin is the the first place he should go before oh, London. Interesting. I think Dublin is very John. Oh, I totally agree. Oh, okay. I actually, interesting. I, it's just a very like writerly city. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I really, yeah. I love Dubliners. Araby, uh, mm. the short story by James what? Joyce. Yeah, you wouldn't like it, Pat. This this is for <laughs> Lily and I. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah thank uh, you. Oh, okay. Changed my life. Uh, so like like the idea for that reason. Interestingly, it would be like before I visited London. I would probably do either Dublin or, and this like appeals to a different side of like my, maybe it's my it, my it or super ego or ego, I don't know, something, uh, Berlin. Mm. I feel yeah, like those, two sides like, of those, John those yeah, yeah, Berlin and Dublin. Yeah. What's that place <laughs> what for, this guy want to, what does this guy want to go to a club till seven in the morning? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Look, I'm pretty lonely in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, you know what I also like about In the Name of the Father is I feel like it's a little if you want to look at his career and do like a little meta commentary, you know he he rose to prominence playing these like very posh British guys in these mm-hmm. kind of like BBC uh, TV movies, and it's kind of like a real like fuck you to all those characters to play this like right this like yeah. you know this rough and tumble kid from from Belfast right. That is true. So, nice guys, accent. that was a bad one. I'm sorry. That was a bad one. Um, Just so uh, we're okay, clear, let's... I'm the one who doesn't identify or has never really identified as an actor on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we're clear about that. Um, let's move on to I, I, I kind of want to leapfrog over the boxer partially because I feel like a lot of the elements of the boxer that work are also the same elements that of the in the name of the father that work. So I'm going to bypass that and talk about age of innocence because i feel like that's more of a polarizing um, Mm. experience for maybe all of us um but also like taps into a different sort of strands or strain or whatever within his career because he's like playing Mm. uh american like gilded age aristocrat uh like directed by a major american filmmaker being like a very strange movie for daniel day lewis but more so a very strange movie for martin scorsese so Mm. um Mm -hmm. I really liked the movie, but I feel like I'm alone in that. Is that accurate? <laughs> I can't tell. Okay, I here can we go. Ad- Listen, it's... V- 
lot of you know I have the Criterion channel. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah. Also, it was your idea to watch it. I'm going to make that clear. Um, okay, I understand it was my idea. You have to admire. I, I watched a commentary about the movie. You have to admire that Martin Scorsese is like picking out specific spoons and specific like platters for <laughs> each like dinner scene, and it's like <laughs> lavish. Like the production design is super lavish, and yeah. Then the the acting is great, and um, yeah, it just it lacked kind of a pulse for me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't. I, I didn't go into Age of Innocence thinking that it was going to be uh, a Goodfellas, <laughs> right. but it kind of. And I, but maybe that's the point, right? That these people are just like so stuck up and so concerned about image that they can't like express themselves. Right. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's. I, I I need to see it again. I really do need to, to watch it again. I mean, what maybe I, I don't do know. Feel... It's it's like yeah, that totally makes sense. I think I kind of went in like knowing what to expect because um, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but um, I was an English major in college oh, and. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was an English oh. teacher in a former life, and I'm currently getting my MFA in creative writing. So um, literary history is very important to me. So I kind of went uh-huh. in knowing that Age of Innocence is like a commentary on the Gilded Age, which is like very uh-huh. sort of focused on like the like stuck upness and the the boringness and like mundane aspects of these people's lives, and mm. like it is just like rich people interacting with each other and being boring with one another. And I feel like that. That was captured very well for me, both like in the movie and like Scorsese's directing, but also like all of the performances, like Daniel Day Lewis's and Winona Ryder and Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, mm-hmm. So it worked. It worked for me, and I just found the movie so interesting, both like as a movie directed by Martin Scorsese, like in the '90s, and also as like yeah. Daniel Day Lewis doing this, and also playing like in that same decade, playing like a different type of American archetype of like a frontiersman. Mm-hmm. um it, i was just really fascinated by that aspect of it the entire time and i thought the movie thought the movie worked i thought the movie was also like oddly sexy mm. is that strange to say no is that is that is that revealing something wrong with me on right yeah same days, so <laughs> yeah. it makes sense oh baby i can't i can't sp- i can't wait to spend the next hour watching you <laughs> untangle that whatever the heck it's called <laughs> I haven't said heck in a long time. Um, well, this, this this is a family podcast, so <laughs> right, very right, considerate right. of you. We don't have to have the the e uh, the explicit e on this one. So the thank you for that. E. Pat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I. It's not my favorite of his. Um, it does feel strange for this movie to be like. Would be interested if someone was like passionate about this movie. I'd be interested yeah. to hear why it doesn't really, it maybe falls a little, I don't want to say it falls flat necessarily, yeah. but I don't think it's as vibrant potentially. I think part yeah. of that is like, yes, we're talking about, you know, the turn of the century, this whole idea of like, okay, people are a little repressed, blah, blah, blah. I right. do think that works for the movie. I think it no, makes- No, let's talk about that repression. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think it makes the- ending where you see archer walk away mm-hmm. madame lenska there mm-hmm. you know and make it that hits more deeply because of how like tamped yeah. down everything has been in this film right. but um yeah it kind of feels a little lackluster for me i also sure. pat i feel like i have to see it again um mm. but yeah interesting but does that- feature 
Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it feels, it's like the most, like, quote-unquote, English movie that I yeah. can think of Daniel Day-Lewis being in. Yeah. What about Phantom Thread? I guess Phantom Thread as well, yeah. Mm. But even even more so, I think, Age of Innocence, even though it's kind of this, like, quintessential, you know, 1900s New York, but obviously yeah. there's oh, uh, uh, parallels yes. yeah. there. Because yeah. the Phantom Thread also feels like it's also very much informed by, I don't know, I mean, like, it's obviously directed by Paul Thomas yeah. Anderson, who is, is Brit- he's, no, he's American. He is American. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's American. Yeah, it's like yeah. a very American film. He's a SoCal guy. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I agree with that. It's like his, it's definitely his most upper crusty sort of yeah. role that kind of works with like a certain per, uh, perception of him. Might feature his, the best character name though, Newland Archer. I mean, that's incredible. I think it's incredible. I, <laughs> I think that's I'm a great name. I'm kind of with you. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Pat yeah. is not. I don't know. I, I'm really into Reynolds Woodcock. <laughs> sure, but that's for a different reason. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Although Archer, there's some there's something going on there. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, though, Lily. It's kind of like the same issue. I'll, I'll probably edit this out. But it's the same issue, like with like adaptation of the great adaptations of the great Gatsby that like any of them that like stay true to like (laughs) Pat just like his face just drooped like as if it were melting as if you were melting I read in high school yeah so you should have a lot to say but it's like most adaptations of it that like stay true to it are gonna be really fucking boring yeah and adaptations Mm -hmm. that don't stay true to it are gonna be more exciting but are also like going to you know sacrifice major like thematic elements of the book and are kind of kind of miss the point so i don't know if age of innocence ever really has a chance for i don't know working for a lot of folk but yeah i think also just to button this i think i feel like um period pieces in the 90s maybe were a bit more kind of like carefully handled i feel like we're yes, seeing a bit true. more period pieces now like they're like oh, okay these were real people like they don't have to right. be as buttoned up yeah. Um, mm. And I wonder if, like, that movie had been made in yeah, like, 2015. Like, in Little Women, the pastries looked too <laughs> fire. You tell Greta Gerwig that. I was, I was like, they're not eating those. Pat is going to pop out point. of now Greta Gerwig's drawer. And, uh, <laughs> Greta Gerwig and, uh, and Noah Baumbach's drawer. And say, oh, excuse me. I do have one complaint. And the they'll be like, books. it's three in the morning. <laughs> you creep. He'll be like, oh, I have a film podcast. It's okay. And they'll say, <laughs> we need to call the police. <laughs> um, That's how I get famous. Um, yeah. Last of the Mohicans. Oh, Ooh. Ooh, baby. Uh, yeah. We could say so many things, but uh, who wants to start? I'll start. Um, Please. Yeah, Last of the Mohicans. I think you both know this, but... Um, the ending scene, and if you haven't seen Last of the Mohicans, <laughs> oh, which oh. I really am in no position to judge at this point, <laughs> right. but I'm still right. going to judge. If you haven't seen Last of the Mohicans, I'm going to spoil it for you, but that's on you, not on me. Um, right. The ending scene where Alice, played by the impeccable Jodie May, kind of yeah. woof, falls yeah. or steps off the cliff is i think probably my favorite scene in a movie ever and it's incredible. i think the scene that has shaped me the most in any film i think sure. i've told you both this but i would watch that movie and run into my bathroom and like <laughs> shut the door and reenact yeah. that scene in front of my bathroom mirror i love that scene 
So I think a lot of my love for this movie, it's probably, it's like a combination of Daniel Day-Lewis and Jodie May in that scene. Sure. <laughs> and then, yeah, I the soundtrack in that, oh my god, amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Even yeah, though it's, it's the same, it's really the same piece, just like the same piece <laughs> over, just and again, over again. again, again. Um, <laughs> but it hits every time. <laughs> every time I'm like, yes! Um, yes. Yeah, it's kind of, I feel... Like, it's probably his biggest blockbuster role. Mm -hmm. I think he never really did another one. I kind of wonder why. Um, Yeah, I feel like he kind of became a big sex symbol after that movie for a little while. I mean, he had that hair. He was, like, built. He had those tattoos. They were definitely Mm -hmm. pushing for something. Yeah, I mean, I encourage the listener to both uh youtube that that clip like les mohicans ending if you even if you don't have the commitment for whatever reason to watch the movie just that clip like it does work in and of itself but also google like less of the mohicans poster Mm. and there's a poster that has like daniel day lewis um and like the tagline of the movie is the first american hero and daniel (laughs) day lewis looks incredible incredible he does i mean that poster is so problematic we yes. have to say, <laughs> it, yeah. No, you're, what is you're problematic right. about <laughs> in such a specific like '90s bullshit too? I think yeah. where like they didn't Absolutely. know yeah, yeah, yeah. at all that that was wrong. But um, yeah. Dan J. Lewis yeah. does. Well, have you seen the poster for Dances with Wolves? Oh, you know, <laughs> yes. there you go. Yeah, um, I was. I think people should watch the ending scene, and they should go to their significant other and say, "Would you jump?" <laughs> <laughs> That's a good litmus test. Yeah. I'm going to do that. And if they have to ask a clarifying question, you should probably break up with them. That's, that's yeah. the end. Like, yeah. fuck it. Quarantine, COVID or not. Yeah. Like, take it as look, a no. We all have to have standards, and that's that's yeah. going to be one of them. But also, I just, like, for that scene, yes, like, Alice is, like, incredible in it. But, like, Magua in oh, that moment, yeah. like, the, the gesture he makes is so fucking complicated. Like, oh you gosh. could talk in a film class... You could talk about like what's at the heart of that for like a solid half hour, yeah. Um, and it really like injects a sort of complicatedness, complication into his like into his character that informs mm. every viewing of that afterward. Like I, I I watched it for this, uh, for this episode, and it just made me want to like watch it over again and just be like, oh, like do we see like the signs of this actual care at any point in the movie? Yeah. You know, I, w- I was thinking about um, the translation scene, which is kind of like right before mm-hmm. the point you're talking about, mm-hmm. and where it's Magua and um, the the crew and this uh, very old um, tribesman, and they're mm-hmm. they're translating between three languages, mm-hmm. and I was what I was like, this is so brilliant, yeah. like yeah. the way it's staged, the way that like. Oh, in the American frontier in the seventeen right fifties, like this was the reality. Like, right. and you had to know all of the languages, and the stakes for could arguably not like be the higher. last point in like American quote unquote American history. Maybe totally, yeah, mm. totally, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a history teacher, so I can't say that. Uh, <laughs> well, well, confidence. My mom is going to listen to this and throw her phone off, the, <laughs> <laughs> off sorry, the cliff, just like just off like the sorry. Um, but I was thinking like 
the stakes could not be higher. Yeah. And there, but the, it, it still has to be translated. Yeah. Mm. And I was just like, oh, and also, I mean, can I do a little Michael Mann tangent? No, Is that please. Okay? No, Michael please Mann? do that. No, I just I mean, like, I'm going to edit it a... out, but please do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, this movie is so strange in, in like his trajectory of like nineties to like two thousands blockbusters. Yeah. And also like nineties blockbusters as a whole, like. I, listen, <laughs> you can actually edit this out, but I like Braveheart. No, I do too. I do too. The, but, the, but the third, Bra- the third R-rated but, movie that I saw, by the way. Mm, but Braveheart is super, super problematic, and it's super conceited. Yeah, and so is Dances with Wolves. Obviously, yeah. like there's a whole element of it that's not great. Mm-hmm. Um, but but some of the subplots, as as blockbusters go, all these movies have you know your a plot and your b plot and yet last of the mohicans like has no fat to it yeah mm. and like michael like this is like michael mann's films like they're great and but they typically have stuff that's just like ugh, like he yeah. like robert de niro and his girlfriend and al pacino and like his and natalie portman his uh stepdaughter it's like right. why are you why, why is this here right just, right just shoot somebody right you know what i mean <laughs> But, like, there's no fat to this movie. Yeah. And it's, like, it's incredible as yeah. a blockbuster, which is why it never happened again, because it was too good to be true. <laughs> right. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it made sense. It yeah. makes sense on so many, like, animal levels of, like, why we go to the movie, right? Like, yeah. the plot is just, like, a fucking gunshot. It's yeah. just, like, bam. Like, once it, once it gets established, it's there. The acting is great. The action is great. The yeah. fact that, like... The whole set they build a fo- they built a fort. Yeah. I know. They I know. weren't in some warehouse in Atlanta, like you know, with Chris Pratt with a in a fucking scuba suit with balls attached to it. Like they were in North Carolina with a real fort, yeah. real cannons. However, I will not like, let you even for a second. Like I will not allow you like anywhere close to some level of uh, disrespect to Andy Circus. In anything he's ever done. Oh no, no that's so, different. Yeah, that's different. You know so that's I, different. I just wanna, I you wanna, know what I'm talking about. For all the circus heads out Every... there, we want to make sure that that image is not uh, in in your. Everyone in your mind. knows. I saw all three Planet of the Apes on the first day out. Wow. Once in Pittsburgh, the other, the second in Saratoga Springs, and the third in New York City. I know I'm a bit of a globe. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's um. Let, let's do a quick like latter half of the of his career. Yeah, like yeah, because all, yeah, all the movies, thing. yeah, all the movies we have talked about are '90s, and then like we didn't talk about My Left Foot, but that's like obviously like his defining, not defining, mm-hmm. but like that sort of method actory thing that you know came out in '89. So really, like '90s, Daniel Day Lewis can. There's a very clear line of demarcation between that and 2000. 2010, which includes um, Gangs of New York. <laughs> How rough is Lincoln? <laughs> yeah you know i okay yeah okay i, I no no it's no, not awful John, come let's let's go let's go no give it's it to not me. give it's it to not, us it's not awful like it it i don't think it's bad i think it's a i think it's actually a very good movie it's just very like it's hard to get over like steven spielberg directing a movie about lincoln with daniel day lewis I personally feel able to overcome that. It's not one of my favorite movies. Like, I'm not a fucking dork. No <laughs> um, uh, not in that aspect. But I, I think it I think it works. Like, I think it was, you know, of the movies, like, nominated for Best Picture that year, like, it was in, like, the better better 
top half of that. Um, Do we know what won that year? It couldn't have been Lincoln. Argo. What? Ar- Argo? Argo. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Okay. It was, a, it was a very strange year. And I, I know that because yeah. I've seen all the Best Picture winners. Uh, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen to episode five. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't hate on Lincoln as much as maybe I should. I think it works. I don't know. I think it works. How are you guys on gangs? I like gangs. But again, it's yeah. I, like, what could that? Okay. Not to hate on Cameron Diaz and a little bit yeah. not to hate on Leonardo DiCaprio. Sorry. Um, but also, I've served Leonardo DiCaprio multiple times at a restaurant, so I feel like we have a connection enough for me to sure. be able to do this. Sure. Um, I'm going to serve you some truth now, Leo. Okay, how good could that movie have been if they I had know. different actors in those two roles? I'm sorry. No, that's, that's true. It, it, the movie's a, a mess and is like yeah. a very fascinating mess. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't make sense because... Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio like have had plenty of movies that do oh. work. Um, it's it's really fascinating. Like as like a turn of the century Leonardo DiCaprio sort of like artifact. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a mess, but I am glad that I saw it. And uh, Daniel Day Lewis is remarkable in it. Like that is Amazing. an incredible character, yeah. and like a very a particular type of character. Like it's there are some commonalities with his character in There Will Be Blood. Mm. But it's also like more cartoonish in a mm. way that still manages to work for me. But the movie is, by all metrics, a fucking mess. Yeah, it's a mess. I mean, it's a romp, but yeah. What did he order? Um, Leo. <laughs> Leo, I, I, you know, I don't totally remember. I just remember I used to work at a pretty um <laughs> exclusive membership club, um, and he would come in with his vape and oh, amazing. <laughs> amazing he would not i will say to give him credit he didn't vape in the restaurant okay but he would wear he would come the man has restraint what can we say some restraint yeah um and like sunglasses once he came in with um toby mcguire and i didn't realize it was toby mcguire and for like half of the time that they were in the restaurant i thought toby mcguire was his assistant and then was like, oh my god, that's Toby McGuire. Um, I, but he was I nice, wish so. I wish you had said like when Daniel D. Lewis made his order, I wish you had turned and been like, and what would your assistant like? <laughs> and honestly, Toby McGuire probably would have been like, Look, that's fair. That's like he, I get he, it. You know, he seemed pr- yeah, if I could go back in time, there are a lot of yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. Daniel yeah. D. Lewis and Toby McGuire, stars of two of my favorite films. There will be blood, Spider Man Two. <laughs> Wow, what an interesting... In my top 50. Uh... Check me out on Letterboxd. It's there. <laughs> they, they exist. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Biscuit myself. Oh. <laughs> Filmed in Saratoga. Our uh, mm, location horses. of our uh, alma mater. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I'm personally a larger fan of 2000, 2010 era Daniel Lewis. Mm. I mean, There Will Be Blood mm. and... Phantom Thread are two of my favorite films of all time, as is Last of the Mohicans. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that that kind of those movies just stand out more to me. So I kind of am just that typical again film bro, who <laughs> uh, that's just more more appealing to me. Um, so there's like the standout the standout roles for me. Yeah, I mean Last uh jeez, um, Phantom Thread is yeah. I don't want to uh, hate on like the latter half of his career. I still like yeah. go see every you know. Um, 
Phantom Thread is amazing. I saw Phantom Thread with Patrick. Um, oh, I know. Yeah. It was, I, and that's his last film, so mm-hmm. very fitting yeah. that we saw it together. Yeah. That, um, yeah, there's a lot going on for that movie. But yeah, he's, I mean, he's just, but everyone is great. Leslie Manville in that movie. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's oh. it has it all. I, I will say, I mean, I, I actually, I will be so, we'll have to have you on for a part two when you do eventually see There Will Be Blood because yeah. I I do actually, that movie is so incredible on every level that I I do think it has the power, it might not, and if it doesn't, like, that's totally valid, it might have the power to, like, equalize 2000, 2010s era, like, Millennium, the new Millennium mm-hmm. Daniel Day-Lewis with 90s Daniel Day-Lewis for, for Lily Donahue. Wow. Yeah, our favorite, our favorite redheaded New Yorker. Thank you, thank you. Yes. Um, Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I have almost endless time at this point in my life, so yeah, I should probably, it should be on the quarantine list. Right. Uh, So to finish things up, I did a little bit of homework, and by a little bit, I mean a little bit of homework, and have uh, developed a little bit of a special segment that I would like Lily to be the judge for. Oh, no. And it pertains to uh, Pat and me, Uh, and it's somewhat egotistical, but let me just remind you that Pat and I have a podcast about (laughs) film and music, so (laughs) I feel like it's, I feel like we're fine. Yeah, the damage has already been done. Um, so this involves a sort of like, I'm going to throw out different aspects of Daniel Day-Lewis's career uh-huh. and Lily, you are the judge and you're going to decide if it's more relevant or more applicable to Pat or to me. Okay. And there are two parts to this. The first part is senior superlatives, Daniel Day-Lewis oh edition. <laughs> and I've chosen different aspects or different things that Daniel Day-Lewis has done in his films mm-hmm. um, or in some cases in his career. And you're going to decide whether I'm more likely to do that or Pat is more likely to do that. Okay. Um, and some of these are going to be spoilers for Daniel Day-Lewis films, but I'm not going to indicate it because, yeah, just, just for like the listener, I'm not going to indicate it. So, but know that, that that's coming. Uh, are you ready? Oh, Lily? I'm ready. Yes. Are you, I guess more importantly, are you ready, Pat? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay. Part one, Senior Superlatives, Daniel Day-Lewis edition. Number one. Most likely to be stuck in a love triangle with Michelle Pfeiffer and Winona Ryder. (laughs) Huh, that's hard because I actually think it's kind of, you know, I was going to say Pat, but I think it's you, John. Wow. Feels like a 50-50 split to me. Yeah. Okay. I'll take take that one to the bank. That's that's the nicest thing anyone has said to me in quarantine. That's a compliment. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad I could give it to you. Um, Number two. I'm probably going to lose track of these. I don't actually have the numbers, so I'm just going to not d- disregard the numbering. Um, next is most likely to get incarcerated simply for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of leaning towards you again, John. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> my luck, you no one can describe my luck as good. So yeah, I'll, I think I'll, that's yeah, what it yeah. is. That's fine. <laughs> um, all right, next. Most likely to abandon his child after said child falls victim to a life-altering tragedy. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I don't think either of you would do this, sure, but... but... more likely. Maybe we should do it to more likely. <laughs> oh. If you were a betting person. If I was a yeah. betting gal, you know, maybe... Oh, Patrick, I'll, I'll let you <laughs> take this one home. <laughs> Sorry, well, Carrie, kind of if you. you're listening. <laughs> 
Well, Pat has also said that he doesn't want to have kids, so, you know, he's kind of... So, that yeah, is there's not no true. To... People who listen to the last episode know that I changed my tune yeah. after watching the Dixie Chicks go through their pregnancy. Sorry. He wants to have kids, but oh. he doesn't want to have any of the responsibilities, which actually goes hand in hand with there you go. abandoning so you your child one. after... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Um, more. I'm just going to say more likely. More likely to be haunted mm. by the demons of his past to the point that he has to jump ship on a prestigious artistic project. John LeMay. I mean, are you I <laughs> The second you said so haunted, like... you took it. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Oh, the band is strong. Oh, the brand is strong. All right. Um, more likely to bully Gandhi the moment he arrives in South Africa. Oh, for uh, God's Patrick, sakes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, which is a shout out to Gandhi, which Daniel Day-Lewis has a very brief role in <laughs> as does. a character yes. who bullies. And by bully, I mean racially harasses Gandhi when he arrives in South Africa. Hmm. Um, all right, great. Oh, uh, these next two come from Kyle Amato, who I, oh. I, whom I crowdsource these two. Uh, check out episode five, Oscar Completionism, ism, and also check out Hotcast. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks, um, Kyle. More likely to take up the cause of the Mohicans. Uh, Patrick. That's fair. He's more of an outdoorsman. He's more likely to yeah. build a canoe than I am. <laughs> yeah, you're a skin and a rabbit. Yeah. But if you yeah. actually knew me, you knew that I'd be like, um, can, can I bring my blender into North Carolina, <laughs> the woods of North yeah. Carolina? Yeah. yeah, you would say to um, Uncas, I like, oh, do, you have my, do you have my inhaler? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, before you kiss Cora, you'd be like, oh, have you have any peanut butter today? <laughs> yeah. She's like, shit, but that would be good because she's like, we haven't eaten in six days. So I'm like, all yeah, right, yeah. well, great. You can never be too careful. Um, uh, also, uh, by way of Kyle, and is also fairly meta, um, more likely to star in a musical no one sees. <laughs> um, maybe John. That's actually a tough one. I, that's very tough. That, Lily, that's a hard one. Yeah, I'm it sorry. kind of feels like... It kind of feels like, again, it could be both of you because it would be equally ludicrous. But right. I, I feel like John, I feel like just sure. because for I listeners, write poetry. We, you've read poetry, you were in Blood Wedding in a, in a right. different type of role than Patrick was. Yeah, yeah that, boy, um, is that true. <laughs> boy, just, is that I, true. I just see it more. Yeah, it's more tragic and therefore it's me. I, I get it. Traded, I honestly would have traded roles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair. Very fair. Um, more likely to hold the office of President of the United States as a Republican? <laughs> well, okay, John, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, you're, you're saying that because now. of like... Yeah, but yeah. your history, I'm so, but it's just... Okay. John LeMay is a diehard liberal, I, a progressive, I do no, want no, to say. I'm a, no, no, I am not a liberal. I okay, liberal. but you, uh, maybe I, you get what I mean. What? Okay, okay. I'm sorry. No, Semantics. Really? really? Lily, we're even now. You called me a liberal. I called you a Jersey gal. Fine. Okay, fine. so we're even. The, the score has been settled. <laughs> I um, love that he said, I'm a leftist. He spreads his arms. The tattoos appear like the wings. Yeah. I also, I also flex. Like... I flex my bicep and make Winnie the Pooh dance. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Let's just be clear about that. Um, and then uh, we'll f- <laughs> finish this section up uh, with more likely to woo a beautiful European waitress into being his muse, only to turn out to be overly finicky, hard to please, and aloof. Kind of both of you for different reasons, but I think Patrick. 
what are the reasons? What are the reasons? I feel what are like, the different reasons? Um, just having gone to multiple bars and restaurants with Patrick, um, I feel like you oh. are, oh, whatever, <laughs> you are more likely to woo a stranger, but John LeMay is more likely to make said stranger his muse, I would say. <laughs> yeah, fair. But we're all going to turn out to be overly finicky, hard to please, oh, and a little. 100%. It's going to be a bad decision either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, do, do you guys do you guys remember when we were at the bar and the waitress came up and I was like, "What does on the rocks mean?" Yes. This is the exact uh, one of my favorite thing moments. that I'm referencing. Yeah. Incredible, incredible. And then when she came back, Pat would always like would hold up the glass and be like, "This is on the rocks," and she'd be like, "Yes, <laughs> very good." <Aww. laughs> uh, yeah, and she had a septum piercing as well. God, it was a it was a. We were all feeling a lot of things in that moment. Um. All right, we're running, we're running low on time, but I I did the homework for this part two, so I'm just gonna like blow through these. Okay. Um, these the part two is who and then parentheses would have close parentheses said it. Okay. So it's who said it, but who would have said it? Because these are Daniel Day Lewis quotes from movies, but it's who would be more likely to say it between Pat or me. Oh boy. Sure. Okay. Oh my god. Um. Number one, I'm 47. 47 years old. You know how I stayed alive this long? All these years? Fear. The spectacle of fearsome acts. Somebody steals from me? I cut off his hands. He offends me. I cut out his tongue. He rises against me? I cut off his head, stick it on a pike, raise it high up so all the streets can see. That's what preserves the order of things. Fear. Patrick. Correct. <laughs> is that Bill the Butcher? Is that Gangs? That is Bill the Butcher at Gangs of New York. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, next one. Kiss me, my girl, before I'm sick. John LeMay. <laughs> also correct. Keats over the, here. Just those two quotes. Just those two quotes perfectly <laughs> distill our personalities. Um, next one from Lincoln. In times like these, I'm best alone. Uh, John LeMay. <laughs> oh my God. This, <laughs> uh, it, this is this contains an asterisk because it's in response to the question, "What are you looking at, sir?" Ugh. Daniel Day-Lewis says, I'm, I'm looking, looking at, at you, you miss. miss. <laughs> um, can I want that one? Just, I fucking love okay. that scene. I take you it. You can have it. Yeah. Neither neither Pat nor uh, myself nor me is likely to say that and be that smooth in that moment. So yeah. you absolutely <laughs> should take it. I just want someone we to say it to it. me. So I'm, I'm holding okay. on to it. Mm-hmm. Fair. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> um, next one uh, from my left foot. I've had nothing but platonic love all me life. Do you know what I say? Fuck Plato and fuck all love that's not a hundred percent commitment. Um, kind of half and half, but uh. Oh come on! I'm sorry, John you... Lemay. It was the fuck Plato. That's why I went for you, John his, Lemay. His his Facebook, his like Facebook, our freshman year was like studying platonic relationships <laughs> at Skidmore College. Yeah. It, was a, it was called a joke, Pat. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's called a joke. Okay. I had to, I remember pretty clever. Because... That was pretty clever for for eight and eighteen year olds. Because <laughs> I had to Google platonic after that. I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> the education started ever since then. Hmm. Um, uh, moving on. Uh, for fourteen years, I was locked up. My feelings were locked up inside me. John. Okay. Oh. But the yeah, next that's... part of this, it's also from this is also from the boxer. I've lived with your face in silence for 14 years. It's hard to talk to the real you. I feel like that could also be John, but these are all oh, like yeah. they're really on brand that sounds for, like future. for you. 
Hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, it sounds like future. So there is. So there, it's Pat. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on. Is this an ambush? Are you sent here to ruin my evening and possibly my entire life? Uh, oh. Oh, <laughs> Pat. That's me. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, now That's that like, I, oh, I I can't find my inhaler. <laughs> right. Why did you ambush me? <laughs> right, right. You you hit it, didn't you? Uh, moving on. You stay alive, no matter what occurs. Oh. I will find you, oh. no matter how long it takes, no matter how far. I will find you. Oh. Mm, uh, I don't know. Um. Uh. I think I'm going for the whole scene, and the whole scene feels a bit more pat to me. Yeah, no, it's very grand. Yeah. It's in the you can waterfall. Because he is, a sh- you know, because he's yoked. It's yes. fine. Yes. Yeah, there's that too. Yoked. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't hit the same way coming out of my mouth. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, last two. I have a competition in me. I want no one else to succeed. I hate most people. There are times when I look at people and I see nothing worth liking. Yikes. Um, neither of you, <laughs> but Patrick. Okay. Neither Sorry, of Pat, us, I but 100% you. Pat. <laughs> um, and this is the last one. I don't work one. at Blink anymore. I don't say shit like that. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't scream these things to your uh, <laughs> the people you your, train. What do they call them? Clients? Are they clients? Yes, they're clients. Yeah, to your clients <laughs> as they're as they're doing push-ups. Uh, this is the last one. This is another long one. As I think you know, I prefer my asparagus with oil and salt. And knowing this, you've prepared the asparagus with butter. Now, I can imagine in certain circumstances being able to pretend that I like it made this way. Right now, I'm just admiring my own gallantry for eating it the way you've prepared it. Patrick. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> Mostly because he would be worried about it being, you know, cross-contaminated with peanuts. peanut oil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. Well, if you've never been, if you've never met Pat, oh, that was great. Uh, or me. I I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, but they <laughs> that listen back to that and you get a pretty good synthesis of uh, our respective personalities. Mm. So, uh thank you to our esteemed judge, uh Lily for for yeah, thank you Lily. humoring <laughs> us pleasure. through that. Uh yeah. Uh so I think this is good a note as good a note as any to end it on. Um Lily, can people find you on the internet? Slash do you want people to find you on the internet? <laughs> um uh, I don't have a Facebook, and I'm private on Instagram. It's okay. Lily underscore RD, but if we've never okay. met in real life, I will not accept you. Okay, great. <laughs> so okay. there you go. Great. That's fair. So you can admire Lily's profile from afar. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which, honestly, that's 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 smart. That's smart. Uh, you got anything anything you want to plug, Pat? Any new developments? Oh, nothing. Please rate and review the podcast, please. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And thank and thanks to those who have written, rated and reviewed it. And thank you to everyone who's subscribed and keep downloading. Um it would make it would uh be very helpful to us if you didn't just stream the podcast but downloaded it um yes. as well. Um uh, I mean listen to it regardless, but uh it please download it. Thank yeah. you so much. The yeah, the the takeaway from that is real ones only. Real ones only. Real Pat or John heads only. And you have to decide. And you will probably use uh, the results of that, uh, that yeah, special which, segment. Yeah, which one are you? Yeah, yeah. Are you a Pat or a John? <laughs> I think after this episode, everyone wants to be uh, a Lily. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That once we can decide on. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lily. Thank you. 